Oh, <laughs> oh, I got you. I finally got you. I was like, what do you think my vision? In the new year. Yeah, you did. You did. I'll give it to you. Oh, you yes. I'll take a begrudging victory. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome to My Safe Word is More. My name is Al Jackson, faithful co-host of Daily Blast Live, father of three beautiful, eh, snappiest-skinned young black children. Are they blue? I feel like... <laughs> Sepia is blue. Sepia is kind of like old school vintage. The you way, have avatar children? The way photos used to look mm -hmm. in like the, the late 70s. Uh, and also been doing stand-up for 18 years, but that's not important. You know what is important? I am joined by a three-time Emmy-winning producer, my man, back from vacay, looking good, looking crisp, feeling fine, Mr. Christian Clark. Christian, how are you? Go back. Yes, the Packers getting ready for a big playoff game. Uh, my partner sitting next to me has no idea what that means or who they are. But I do. I uh, hooked up with somebody on the Packers once. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's how you learn sports. Yeah. And Chris knows who. It's a good one. I'm can, not telling can you. Can you hook up with a guy that plays cricket so I can learn the rules of that? Mm. Oh, it doesn't mean I learned the rules. I just know the Packers are a team. There we <laughs> well, you know who completes our team? She is a two-time, just outstanding participant on Survivor. A one-time notable member on <laughs> The Amazing Race. And in all the time award-winning in my mind, in my heart, recipient, Mrs. Corinne Cookie Kaplan. Cookie, how are you? I'm good. It's nice to be here. Yes. I thought um, I called my mom because I was, well, actually, it had nothing to do with this, but this will play into something I'm about to get to later. Um, my birthday is coming up. I hate my birthday. I have hated my birthday since every birthday past 21. I think they are, it's terrible to celebrate getting closer to death. And there's nothing exciting in, in my life. And so I was the reason I was having this conversation with my mom, and I'll get to why this is a roundabout way to giving you the new thing I'm gonna add. Um, my mom was saying she was she she was visiting with her cousins and they were looking at they have my mom has all the videos, like their old home movies turned into like watchable, I don't know, DVDs, I guess. Right. DVDs aren't really a thing, but that's what my mom's using. And she's like, she spent the time and the money and the energy to do that with all of my baby stuff. Like oh, all, she had like, everything digitized. Yes, she did. And my parents were very, I mean, I remember my dad carrying like a 50 pound battery pack with yes. the camera. So like they videoed everything when I was little, even though that wasn't like as normal as it is now. And my mom's really pissed because I won't watch any of the videos. Can and, I watch them? Yeah, if you want to. Um, the reason I always, I find it like I, I'm, this is a very vulnerable moment for me, but this is what I'm going to tell you. This is real. Um, I cannot look at little Corinne in the eyes because I have disappointed her. And so I don't oh. like watching. I know it's really kind of dark. Um, so I feel like I didn't do any of the things I, I was supposed to do. And if little Corinne, with all that hope and all that glimmer in her eye, knew what big Corinne was doing at this point in life on her birthday, like she'd be devastated. Like she would have fucking probably killed herself. So wow. I, and my mom's like, I think little Corinne wasn't as judgmental as big Corinne is. And maybe that's part of the problem. And I was like, no, I just, and she goes, you know, all little Corinne wanted, she's like one of the, my life goals when I was little was. I always wanted to be famous. And so my mom's like, you know, she'd be so proud of, I mean, what you've done. And I said, yes, but nothing else, nothing else has happened. Like, and that's so a pretty big one though. Yeah. But I think like, I, I knew when I was little, like I was going to live in a mansion. I wasn't going to work. I was gonna be a trophy wife. Like my mom, like I didn't do any of those things. I don't have a significant other. I eat alone at night with a lean cuisine. You know, like, I don't think 
I don't think young Corinne would be thrilled with what's going on. Anyways, my mother, to try and make me feel better, starts rattling off random things I've done. I love this. And I so love your mom so much. She's like, and you remember you got this the Hispanic Upton's commercial, and yeah, and she's going, and so she mentioned at, in her in her run of telling me how wonderful. Because I'm like, I'm really, I don't have the level of fame I wanted. Like when we talk about, like I wanted to be a household name, I don't think that's happened. So she mentioned this commercial that I totally forgot, which was a big get for me. I was in a national Jeep commercial, but here's the clincher. The commercial is me and my boyfriend are camping and then an ax murderer starts chasing us. Shut up. And I am screaming my head off. We're running through the woods and then we jump in our Jeep and we get away in the Jeep. That's the concept of this dumb commercial. That's really the concept. So my audition was just screaming and I was really good at screaming bloody murder. And so that's how I got cast. And it was a national commercial. It aired everywhere. I'm still friends with the two boys that were in the commercial. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Isn't that random? Do you have said commercial? Does your mom? Yes, she does. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. If you have have... A, we don't have a DVD player. If I had a DVD player, I could give you. Wait, everybody has a DVD player. It's called a PlayStation. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. We, She'll be thrilled to know that. You didn't think, or we could. So just, that stuff I could rewatch. That's not little Corinne. That's you know, already fucked my life up, Corinne. <laughs> that's I'm in New York trying to make it as a fucking talk talk show host. But I would say that you did make it. Yeah, I mean, I I made it a little ways down the field. Didn't get all the way to the end. Is that a good reference to the Packers? The, I didn't get a field goal. Is that? That's no. what you would end up getting if you didn't make it all the way to the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so okay, let's get into teasing what we're going to talk about today. Sorry, I am off track. All right, first and foremost, we're going to get into a fun story uh, about me being an idiot in my neighborhood. Then we're going to get to an amazing patron. So on um, Patreon, I put out a post asking for what kinds of stories people would like to hear about or things they'd like me to tell you. Um, you know, like if there's stories like the Mike Tyson story, right? right. That came from from Trevor. So I said to, uh, in Patreon, I just said like, hey, like hit me with stuff you want to learn about. Like what what can I... What can I tell Al that you think he hasn't heard? Whatever. So we have a request. We're going to get to that. Ooh. Stuart, thank you so much. He sent that in. Um, we're going to go into some dating stuff because I did have a horrendous date. And um, I have some other fun things to add to that. Then we're going to do Al's got an email and Chris will give his final thoughts. So let's kick it off. All right. All right. I can't wait. So um, here's what happened. Um, this is going to be a little bit of backstory. So I have I don't know all of my neighbors. We all have townhouses and there's um, eight and eight. So 16 altogether. And we have something that's called a party wall agreement, which means we there's a like a arbitrator if we want to change anything doing to do with our homes. Right. So like Jay really wants to paint his front door like hot pink, which, by the way, he's getting a no from me. I like the uniformity and the beautifulness of our building. Right. But in order for him to get that passed, we don't have a um, HOA. Right. We have a party wall agreement. He's got to go through the party wall. He still plans on doing without doing that, but that, never mind. That sounds like a sexual move too. Like, uh, look, yeah. Corinne, if you're going to come to this party, it's only famous people and you got to go through the party wall. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like when you're getting married, but it's not rice. It's, it's <laughs> funny because, uh, I, it's really inexpensive. The, the party wall agreement, like an HOA could be like $9,000 a year. Party wall is like hundred dollars a month, but they don't do shit. I mean, they don't party. They're not helping me in any way. Right. They're like, a wall to partying. No funds on the other yeah, side. Yeah. I don't know why you would call it that. So, anyways, um, we had some issues with our dumpster, which I'm about to get to. You I know if you're a longtime listener, you love my apartment drama. Now let me introduce you to townhouse drama. 
Um, so what basically happened is I, the guy who has the the unit that faces the dumpsters, I needed to get in t- touch with him because I want to illegally put up some signs and it's his wall. So I felt like I don't actually need to go through the party wall. It's his actual wall. That's part of his unit. So what up? So I reach out to him. Turns out he's a lovely gay guy with, he lives with his boyfriend. So I befriend them. I came over and we, we started strategizing and we came up with this very elaborate strategy to how we're going to get people to stop illegally throwing their trash in our dumpster. Mm. Yes. Now, obviously, uh, if you want to take a guess as to what my move was, we go straight to the law. Now, the problem is I've already called 311 and I know it's not illegal. It should be, but it's not. Garbage is free in Colorado. I don't know why. So there's no such thing as illegal dumping. And despite the fact really? that, yes, despite the fact that anyone can have their own garbage cans, but if you want a dumpster, so you don't want the hideousness of a garbage can in front of your home, which is what we all chose to do. We pay a lot of money for a dumpster, but what's happening is everybody keeps just walking over and dumping their shit in our dumpster and like big items that like are, so we're getting like there'll ta- be a couch hanging yes, out there. We're getting like screwed. Like, and if it's messy in the area, you get um, dinged and we're getting dinged every single two weeks. Like every time they come to get it, we're getting dinged. So we're all pissed about it, but no one was willing to do anything. So, all right. So that's the beginning of the story. So I go over to his house. I have drinks with him and his boyfriend. They're lovely. Everything's great. The next time I see them, um, I noticed they pronounced my name a little wrong. But I didn't correct them because I didn't, I didn't care that much and I didn't want to be uncomfortable, but I didn't realize the ramifications of that. So now I'm just Kareen. Okay. (laughs) And I didn't tell Jay because I didn't think it would come up. And we were walking his dog and they were on the other side of the street and they see me from across the street and they're like, Kareen, Kareen. And Jay's like, he just looks over at me. He's like, the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, um, I'm just Kareen. It's fine. I'll answer to Kareen. And he's like, you're not going to say something. And I was like, I can't, I'm wait. I, too late. I've spent hours with them. It's too late. I can't say I have to be Kareen. And he's like, well, do you, cause the other neighbors don't really know me either. He's like, you know, they're going to tell the other, the whole neighborhood's going to think you're Kareen. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I, it's the, the panic of having to, to face the fact that I've been, how do you explain that you've been responding to the wrong name this whole time? Hi, I'm, I'm, don't have enough spine to tell you to pronounce my name correctly. And yeah. I don't like conflict. So just call me whatever you want. So that's really what you're communicating. Right. So anyways, I'm Kareen. And it reminded me of a story <laughs> because this is not the first time in my life I've done this. And um, so here goes my, when I was a little girl, I, when I went to the bus stop, you know, you'd walk to the bus stop in the neighborhood and all the kids would gather there and that's where the bus picks you up. But when I was going on Christmas break, my mom always, and I'll, I'll, I'll pose this question to you if your mother did this. My mom insisted on giving the bus driver a gift around the holidays. The gift always sucked and it was 99% of the time an umbrella. Oh. It's such a bad gift. But my mother Ooh. would insist on boarding the bus and giving the bus driver the umbrella as a thank you for keeping her child safe all year. Here's a $7 umbrella. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Was it a new umbrella at least? Or was yes, it, like, it wasn't okay. a re-gift. It was just an umbrella that had like ruffles on it. And what would the bus driver's reaction be? <laughs> Good question. Um, I just think like, you know, it was, you could tell the bus driver, first of all, it was wrapped, but it was obviously an umbrella. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like it's got a hook, like it's an umbrella. And so it wasn't much of a surprise. Um, I don't think they were too excited. And the worst part is <laughs> I remember my mom had this other friend in the neighborhood, Terry, and Terry would gift umbrellas because she saw my mom do it. So now the same bus driver's got two oh, umbrellas. Terry. Terry, get Terry your own idea. Terry could have the trend. 
Johnny Walker Black. It'll take yeah. care of everything. I don't know why they thought this was like so generous, but my mother made a production of entering, getting on the school bus. So it's kindergarten. It's my first year of real school, right? Kindergarten starts and it's Christmas of kindergarten. So I've only been in school from whatever, August to December, right? My mother boards the bus. As I'm leaving the bus, all the kids are screaming out the window and they're yelling, Gloria, goodbye. I hope you have a good break. Gloria, I can't wait to see you in the new year. And my mother did the exact same thing Jay did and was like, what the fuck? And then go, I'm, I'm, I'm Gloria on the bus, but I'm Corinne at school. And my mom's like, that's not how it works. You should be also Corinne on the bus. And I'm not sure what. She gave me a what for because she also told me I wasn't allowed to have nicknames because she named me Corinne for a reason. It's not it's not Coco. It's not Rin. It's it's Corinne. She can't be digging a cookie then. No, she probably probably not. I haven't asked, but probably not. But she did not like Gloria. She was really upset. And she said to me, she goes, I'm telling you right now, I will board that bus when you when you when we're going when you go back from break, I will board that bus myself and tell those kids your name is not Gloria. So you better fix this. Because I'm going to board the bus again and it better be Corinne. And it was, I actually never fixed it. She never f followed in on her threat. And um, I was Gloria for kindergarten through fifth grade. I answered to Gloria just exclusively on the bus. So there are people in the world that think your name is Gloria. There are. That grew up with me that think my name is Gloria. Oh, my yeah. God. here's the good news. That can be the name of your one woman show. Oh, it's Garth Brooks when he, you know, he's got his alter ego. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? Wait, don't tell me. As a black man, you should be. Uh, Give me the first letter. I can't remember it right now. Chris, do you know it? Oh, it's Chris Gaines. God Sorry. damn it. That seems like all the letters <laughs> yeah. in a row pronounced. So uh, I'm Gloria is my Chris Gaines. I would not have gotten that. <laughs> all right. I just don't understand how anybody thought my name. I don't remember how it happened. I just remember it was Gloria. Did, Gl did Gloria get it? Was she your true alter ego? Did she do things that Corinne wouldn't have done? No, Gloria was, I learned, I think, you know, I went to a public school, but I went to an experimental school, which meant that, um, it was a magnet school. So they have a percentage of every ethnicity. They make sure it's like well-balanced. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of weird things happening at the school, but I like, I became tough because I had to be, because I was getting bullied on the bus when I was like very, very young. Right. Um, so I, Gloria was a little scrappier. I mean, come as the years went by. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, you, I'm on this tangent, so I might as well finish it up because it. it's a good tangent. Well, Gloria's main enemy was a girl on the bus who had, I'm not going to give out her name because it's very unique, but it's a unique name. Started with a Z. Okay. Okay. Can, oh, right away. It's it's not Zoe. It's a really weird name. She was white trash and um, she lived in a trailer park community that they bust in. We had to have a certain percentage of poor people, I assume. I don't know. Um, anyways. <laughs> That's what the bus driver announced right before they picked the kids up. There was, Remember, they're all poor because we're obligated yeah. to take them. Um, Be nice. Her neighborhood, because she lived, there's the largest mobile home park in the country is in Florida in this, in very close to my very nice <laughs> mansion neighborhood. Right. Um, but that's how Florida is. Anyways, um, this girl uh, was several years older than me and she tortured me. She would tie my laces. I don't know why I couldn't feel this. Well, I think when it first happened, I didn't know it was a thing. She tied my laces to the pole so that when I got up to leave, I, I like skinned my entire chin. Like I fell because I was attached to the. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. And she she would. She was horrible to me. Horrible. How long were your feet in the same position where she could do that? So you're just sitting like this. She crawled under the seat. Right. And just very gently untied and tied my shoelaces to the, I don't know. I was just sitting like this. And then I went to get up to leave and I, I fucking ate shit. I was bleeding. I, I was six years old. I mean, it was cruel. Oh my God. 
So anyways, I got tougher and tougher. And I just, I, you know, I was telling my, my colleague at work this, like I, if you wrong me, revenge is a dish best served by Corinne, but it could take years. And in this case it did. She was hard up for a job and she went and interviewed at my dad's dental practice. And my dad, not knowing anything, because I never told my parents that I was being bullied. Like I never explained any of the bruising or anything. Like I just, I just felt like that's not for my parents to handle. I did not want them to they board didn't the bus. Ask about the bruising. No, I was kind of a clumsy kid. I don't think. I mean, okay. No, I don't. I don't know. They didn't. They they didn't know what was going on. They. I don't think they do to this. Well, actually, they do now. Um. Okay. So she's going for the job, and she goes, "Oh my god, I think I know your daughter." And so she tells stupidly my father, thinking that'll help her because she knew me growing up. When my father tells me, I was like, hire her and then fire her or don't hire her at all. Like, she, and so I ruined her chance at working at my father's dental practice. He was ready to hire her. Did she not get hired? No, she sure didn't. Oh, you should have like, like let her come in for the interview and just, she act, did. Just, you should have just sat next she to her. She was the winner of the interview. My dad was calling to tell me he's hiring my friend. And I was like, no, you're not. You should have sat there with your shoes untied mm-hmm. and just kept looking at him mm-hmm. and just like looking at her and just being like, not saying anything. Not putting them, not not tying them, just yeah. like looking at them. My dad was like, uh, you know, I feel sorry for her. She has like several kids and different baby daddies and she really needs the job. And I was like, even better. I love it. Enjoy the streets. You're like uh, a mean owner of a Head Start program. Yeah. It's like, I don't care. She yeah. needs to suffer. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to the saga that I was at hand. Okay. So the dumpster. So we decide, I was like, so obviously I go the legal route and I get all these signs. The the signs say um, illegal dumping. You will be prosecuted to the furthest extent of the law. You are being watched by cameras. Then we buy cameras. So we get, we spend a ton of money and we get like a crazy eagle eye camera that will withstand hail and and everything. And it will move like to where the motion is. And then we have motion sensitive floodlights. What did you get a fucking storm tracker truck? I sent all of this because I was really proud that like we had organized this and we were doing this. I sent the video to my dad and my dad's like, "Mm, I don't think that's going to do anything. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? There's a camera. I'm telling you, I'm going to prosecute you. You're going to be on camera and there's lights because it was previously pitch dark. You could do whatever you wanted back there. Well, minutes after we put it up, the guy that's been illegally taking his trash over to ours that I've talked about on this podcast before. Oh, he's caught on camera, throwing his trash out, looks up at the camera, looks down at the trash, throws his trash out. At 1.30 in that morning, several homeless people came, dissected our entire trash, left it everywhere. So it did the nothing. homeless people weren't worried about prosecution from your eagle-eyed I, camera? I mean, I they must know that you can't prosecute here. Everyone knows. Well, I don't know you why they make the those about Shots fired, and they'd be like, "We don't have any cars in the area." What do you think your trash is going to usurp? I want to tell you what a pussy Jay is, because Jay got we need we want to we want to make our street one way. Now, legally speaking, it probably probably the city has to get involved. I don't feel like they do. I feel like we bought some one way signs, and we're going to put them up on the telephone poles. Are you a road runner? Yeah, I just <laughs> put it up to a wall that's got <laughs> black tunnel painted on it. I'm tired of this bullshit. This is an alley and it's one way and it's going to be this way. And so Jay chickened out. He doesn't want to hang him. And he says, if we hang him, it's got to be in the in the in the nighttime, in the cloak of darkness. Like he's afraid the city like we're going to get in real trouble for putting up. I think you can. Well, we have the signs. He's just and I don't know how to put them up. He's the one person that knows, you know, I don't know. If you got to drill it or something. But. This is I, 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 this has consumed everything. Like my entire winter break was this. Okay. This is all I've been doing. So I was so excited to get the camera up and everything going. And then immediately we find out that it's completely useless. And then even better, the guy that keeps throwing his trash out in my trash that I have confronted, right? 
You're confronting men in alleys. Yes. Okay. This one I confronted, that's, but I didn't do a Gloria good job. Confronting. Yeah, that's Gloria. Gloria's yeah. out. Um, so, so I see his house is for sale. So I get on Zillow and it's a meth starter house, guys. Like I live in an incredibly gorgeous neighborhood that's newly gentrified. So there's a bunch of houses that are left over from I Beth. And this house, would you like to know what he, because it's the land. He's got a lot of land because they could put several townhouses like mine on this land. Right. Want to know what he's selling it for? What? 1.5 million. Oh, and so the idea that this man cannot throw his trash out in his trash when he's looking at a 1.5 million. I hate this motherfucker so hard. I hate him. I can't figure out how I'm going to get back at him. I, I, but he shall pay. In a weird way, I hope like a year from now, you just see him roll up in a solid gold Bentley and pop the trunk and, and then take his trash, trash out. one more time yeah. and then look uh -huh. up at the camera like, Blowing a kiss to Gloria, yeah, and then rolls out into the sunset and hits the wall that's been painted. I at this point, I can't. I mean, there's nothing I can do. He's just going to keep doing it. Yeah, you. Can... I suggested. Do you want to know what my first suggestion was? You want to know? You want to know? I suggested we get live raccoons. Yeah. Put them in the trash. You you go into the trash. You don't know there's a raccoon there. You get bit. You gonna be in trouble. But like, who's putting their arm all the way down there? The, the homeless people are. My dad was very, I'll give him credit. My Both my parents were very sympathetic. Like, it's really sad that there are homeless people in America. And I'm like, yes, it is. If they would just put the trash back, I don't care if they go through it. But they'd leave it all over, strewn across the street. And then we get, tat, we get, you know, we would charge for that. I think you should sit, sit down with the homeless people and tell them. Well, I thought about, about getting flight. a sign that said, could you just, could you put, leave campsite rule, leave it like you found it, you know? They're like, like our whole life is a campsite. <laughs> yeah. You're going to tell me about <laughs> campsite rule? I mean, I just, yeah, well. Meanwhile, and also, how are you sure that the raccoons are going to stay put? They're not squatters. They're going to leave. I don't know. Not if I keep feeding them. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then they're <laughs> going to have more raccoons that are going to be hungrier. I think there's a problem. I, yeah. I don't know. I just really went the 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 like vigilante route. You know, okay. I want to booby trap that dumpster. That'll teach you. I feel like this is going to result in an 11 year old losing her right hand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh us stopping the, the podcast for a series of weeks while you yeah while, while you, i scrub this from the, the internet while the grand jury is <laughs> deciding your fate yeah so anyways that's my dumpster saga and i am kareen of my many nicknames you can now call me kareen okay Kareen's. now i want to get to Stuart made a very good request when i was doing the patreon soliciting you know what do you guys want to hear in 2024 what can we do that would be interesting he wrote in and i really liked what he had to say um I'm pulling up the email here. Oh, got it. Okay. okay. So this is not an email. This is if you are a patron um, and you join our Patreon, we do um, we do upload extra content. And also I like to source ideas from you guys because they're the most engaged folks. So yes. their opinion matters to me. So Stuart, who I've known for many years, he said, I would love Al's perspective on some of the survivor people that you've clashed with. He said, ideally, I think it would be interesting if Al watched Gabon, but I also feel like Al would never commit to watching that much, which I agree. I would never make you do that. He said, at the very least, could you retell the story of Brandon and the machete or a story that we haven't heard Al react to? Um, and so he said, Al is too important to not hate the same people the rest of us do. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so um, here goes. I'm not going to do uh, the Brandon Hance story. I could do that another time. I have uh, a good story that will tie into what we're going to talk about today anyway. Um, so I played. And for those of you listening who watch Survivor, this is going to be a deep cut because Chris, who watched my season, didn't even remember him. There was a gentleman on my first season named GC. He went by GC. GC. That was okay. And I'm going to explain to you the what I know of GC. 
and why I'm telling you this. So GC, he's on the other tribe. So I don't ever get to meet him because we didn't play on the same tribe and he didn't last long enough for a switch. However, um, when he was on his tribe, or when we started the game, it was a pick em start, which means they just have two team captains and then they just keep picking people. So the only thing all of us did was introduce ourselves and say our jobs. And so when he introduced himself, he said, I, I work as a janitor at a school, but I'm also, I have a budding rap career. Okay. So I just kept calling him rapper slash janitor. Like, that's just what I was calling him. Like, I, I didn't even realize his name was GC and it didn't matter. I didn't have any interaction with him, right? Like, he's on the other tribe and he's doing challenges. Um, he quit almost immediately. Like, when you say, like, give me some time frame here. Oh, I think GC quit, like, five days into the game. Okay. And <laughs> he quit and he said, my life has been hard enough. I don't need to live like this. That was him. It was very unceremonious. It was weird. He didn't, he didn't, I don't. He just didn't feel like doing it. And I'm like, if you had, if, if, if I was a rapper slash janitor, I'd probably want to get that million dollars. I want to get that M bar. Like, or wrap your goodbye. Yeah, or at least. Show people your skills before they he put never your did. flame out. So basically we get, when they tribe swap, we get two people from the other side. We get Randy and this guy, Dan, and they come over to our team. And Randy immediately becomes my best friend. I'm still very close with him to this day. And Randy's very funny. He's a curmudgeon. He's an elderly gentleman. Randy is, um, Got the same sense of humor I do. Basically, Dan informs us. Randy that made the app. Yes, yes, of course. You know Randy. Yes. yes, yes. Every day I got to tell them I'm still alive. Um, <laughs> Randy, uh, we're sitting there at the fire talking and I go, GC, what the fuck is GC? And then Dan immediately goes, oh, it stands for God's child. No. And Randy goes, if that's the case, God should have had an abortion. <laughs> and we <laughs> laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And that's when I became Randy's best friend. And so... I I am Facebook friends with GC. Oh. And actually, uh, according to his Facebook, because he goes by Danny Golden Child Brown, it's Golden Child, not God's Child. So Dan was wrong. Well, maybe he changed it after. Or he changed it. He did a rebrand. Yeah, he wasn't on a trajectory. He wasn't on a God's Child yeah. trajectory. He was more on a gold. So. <laughs> Good enough yeah, child yeah, trajectory. Yeah. Gold star. <laughs> um, okay. So I see this on my Facebook and I I just couldn't believe it. Here's what he writes. I would have never expected, but I am being posted in the Arizona Facebook group saying, have you dated this guy? <gasps> oh. You guys, worlds collide. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. says, Only problem is I have never dated the girl, which makes me wonder, did she actually fall in love with me while I hated her? Life is crazy. When I'm ready, I'll show you all who I like and love. Some people may be obsessed with whatever their mind created. I'm still just me. I wish that I could help you all understand. If I didn't say it then, I didn't say it. What? Right. So first of all, he obviously dated this of girl. Of course Obviously. And second of all, I don't know how good your rap career is going because I cannot make sense of what you've written. Yeah. Put like, a trap beat under that <laughs> and uh, try and try it again. That His communication <laughs> skills are not uh, up to par but, for somebody that's been rapping now for, what, a decade I, at least? At least, yeah. That show was in 2008. Oh, man. I yeah. mean, either he's really good at shining floors or he's really good at rapping. And I'm going to take a guess at which one. Yeah. And maybe he should lean into the like, hey, I'm a really good janitor. Yeah. And also I can freestyle in the car on the way home. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the way to do it. Like, oh, as an added bonus. But don't I'm not going to be at Madison Square Garden anytime soon. Yeah. It, you make such a good point. There is no I wasn't on his tribe, but they didn't air him ever rapping about anything at any time. He just he complained. He complained a lot. And then he complained and then he quit. That I mean, He's like I, a whiny little bitch who quit, and I did not hear a rap about it. Honestly, 
if he knew he wasn't going to make it, what I would have done is written like two or three, even taken some raps, old raps that I'd done and incorporated Survivor into them. They would have aired them because no other contestant has done that. Especially. Yeah, they definitely, especially if for a quitter, because quitters are, they hate quitters and quitters. You know, when you do it like the other one they wanted me to tell you about is the guy that quit my second season, but he went out on a mental evac. Oh, he I mean, yeah, he he came after me with a machete. He pissed in our rice. Oh, my God. He did all this shit. Anyway, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they wanted me to tell you. So if you want to know. Yeah, that, I do. That guy's already. What? <laughs> yeah. So he was mentally unstable. And yeah. they they he cleared psych. I don't know how he told me like when the when we started the show, like the first few days out there, I kind of took a liking to him. Like I thought he was sort of. He's a simple man. You know, he's got really bad tattoos and I wasn't going to align with him, but I was certainly he was a challenge beast. And so I was like, let's just keep Brandon happy. Right. Well, he started just basically having like visions at night and like how he early, came like to me, what's the timeline? Oh, here? two, two, three days in. Oh, my God. He started. It started. And he came to me and I was like, Brandon, calm down. Just calm down. Just breathe. Like, it's just because you're away from your family. And like I but what was really happening, which he didn't tell me, was that he was on bipolar medication that he had cold turkey stocked, which you cannot do. Oh, I think that's fine. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't just stop taking lithium. So he was on some crazy shit and he just stopped. And so he was actually having visions and he was like, really? And he didn't. So he thought if he told them he was on medication at all, they wouldn't have let him on the show, which is correct. And they would, that would have been correct to not let him on the show. So he just didn't tell them and he just quit it cold turkey. Mm -hmm. So he started presenting with symptoms about two, three days in, and then they got progressively worse. And then he became very paranoid. And because he thought we were friends, anytime I talked to the guy he didn't like on the tribe, he immediately assumed that I wasn't really his friend. I was out to get him and I was colluding with the other guy who I hated. He wasn't right about that, but he saw Philip and I, this guy talking because I have to talk to the, I'm trying to make alliances. Like I'm, I'm doing what you're supposed to do in the game. Right. And so I'm talking to Philip and what you're doing is not having a bipolar episode. That's what you're (laughs) doing. Right. Exactly. You don't have to explain yourself. So, um, I'm talking to Philip and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I see Brandon pick up the machete and come. He's barreling towards me. Now, instead of Philip, by the way, for anybody, she's got her arm raised like psycho in the bathroom. Yeah. He's got, I mean, he's coming. It's all on camera. I mean, you can rewatch it. And I like, like a human did it like Philip, who's a big dude could have protected me or done. He ran like a little pussy, like, like my cousin, Josh just ran the fuck away. And I'm just standing there and like security, they, they grab him like right before he's on me. He slips out of their grasp. They get the machete. He slips out of their grasp. He then runs. He dumps over all of our rice. So we have no food. And then he's running to the well to piss in the well. He wasn't pissing in the rice. It was in the well. And they grab, they they get him. Then now they have him and they like basically like straight jacket him. And so when he quit, so they he, start with his penis. This is what he's trying to do the most damage with. <laughs> um, I mean, we're, we're they, it's not like producers were like, it's fine. We'll give you more rice. They were like, pick the rice up out of the sand. Like shut your mouth. So I'm sitting there grains of rice. And Did I, they give you Adderall for that? <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. But the worst part was that, like, had he had his way, I don't know what he was going to do with that. I mean, he was coming after me legitimately with a machete. That's what was happening. And he's not in his right state of mind. But Philip had no, did not give a shit about me, which speaks to Philip's character. Um, anyways. Yeah. Fighter flight's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And all the all these guys with these, you know, crunch fitness muscles. Yeah. And that muscle that's, like, on the side next to your six-pack. I'm like, what's up when the yeah, chips are really on? Right. I mean, it's great for if you're going hot or not or whatever that show is, the uh, Dickhead Island uh-huh. or whatever. But 
the real tough guys are like when somebody's got a machete. Yeah. It's, and, and it's just something you're born. I don't know if I have that. I didn't. I, I feel like you do. I di- Yeah, I didn't move. I didn't move at all. I was bracing for, I kind of just figured like someone needs to stop him. And like, I guess that's me. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's, fa- I don't, if I run away, then he's going to go knife wielding at my Dawn, at, at Cochran, at all the other people. Like everyone, you know, there is a part of every man for himself for the money on Survivor. But like, if I watched like somebody on the other tribe drowning in the ocean, like, and I didn't think, you know, like security is lax. It's not great on Survivor. Like they take them a few minutes to react to things. And uh, I think it's your job to kind of be the protector. Like it's, it was shitty, but all right. I didn't run like Philip did. Oh, Anyways. Wait, let me just say this. Yeah. And this, this is going to get a little real. You don't realize that like what you just said about like, well, I got to step in and do something like that's You're like, I can't look at little Corinne because I feel like I disappointed her. You don't understand how many people I've talked to, how many thousands of people I've talked to and met, and how many would ever think that or say that. And you're like one of a handful. Like you are so, the way you were wired is so unique and so special. And it's like, you think just because people think Hulk Hogan's famous, he's a fucking clown. <laughs> Who wants to be famous? Yuck. You, I want to be famous to the people I that I feel like respect me. And like you are like famous to me, even though I've never seen an episode of Survivor. I've never fucking watched ET. Chris is fucking famous to me. I never watch Hannibal in a movie. I don't watch my friends. My friends are all talented people, but they're special. Like you just said the dopest shit. Like, yo, well, who's got to step up? I guess it's got to be me. Most people don't think that. Have you seen gunshots go off? How do people react? They fucking run. How many clips do we have of people pushing their fucking wife down? Yeah, I could. I just couldn't live with myself. I'd rather die in the altercation than like I I I can't have it on my watch. And then, and thank you for saying that. But in in addition, we had to decide. I'd still like to be famous. I'd still really like to be. I really (laughs) wish I was more famous. Um, no, we had to decide. We were gonna throw the next challenge because we did. We wanted to go to tribal to vote him out, and so this was a strat. They took him away from us because he was a threat. we didn't know what was gonna happened that we thought they were going to still make us they well they told us we had to do this challenge and we were like the challenge is for immunity we don't want immunity we're voting him out so they tell us at the challenge that you can just vote him out right now and one of us had to give a speech like explaining to the other tribe in a diplomatic way that didn't give away too much information about like the inner workings of our tribe like why we're doing this and so i volunteered to be that person so i gave the monologue and as i started speaking again he he like erupts like he's gonna come oh he was there oh yeah he was there he wasn't he was there and like jeff was like massaging his shoulders but he wasn't like restricted he starts screaming at me and he's taking it all out on me i honestly volunteered to do that because i wanted him to go out a little bit with a little bit more grace like i still liked him like i felt badly that he was so sick you know my first thought as you were saying that i was about to make the joke did you make did they have you make a speech so he could lock in and identify somebody to really focus right. all his hate on right and it was it was that's that exactly is, what happened. So the stuff that producers have done, the fact that more people have not been killed I or know. killed later is, I mean, I was, it's weird. I was just watching the, uh, and I don't know, Chris, you were in the industry when this happened, um, when the whole Jenny Jones murder mm-hmm. took place mm-hmm. with the, the, I was yes. surprising a the guy gay, telling, yeah. yeah, the gay guy. And it's just like, I'm surprised there aren't 150 of those. Like, I know. I've done dangerous shit. I know you have my uh, Jeff Schroeder, who would yeah. hopefully can get on the show from, from DBL, Big Brother. He ripped his uh, bicep off the arm to riding a bull. Like, I'm just surprised these producers didn't. That was my first thought. It's like, yeah. you don't let a person that's going through a psychotic episode think that one person was, is the reason that they are leaving. I know. I know. It was terrible. 
it, that's crazy. Yeah. And so anyway, since then, his entire face is covered in tattoos. I'm talking 100% covered. He's been in and out of jail. Um, I I still like, I think he's a, a nice guy. Like I still like him better than Philip, the asshole that left me there. The, the one that didn't have a machete in his hands, but would happily have watched me get cut up. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, so yeah, you guys there, the, now Al knows more about Survivor than he ever did before. That is crazy. Yeah. Time. Um, okay, now we're going to go into dating. Ooh. And so I have a couple of random things that I'm going to talk about. First is I went on a date with a guy who I talked about on Patreon. Because from now on, you guys, I'm going to be a little more careful. I think I'm ruining some of my dates even before they become a date because I talk about them on the show. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wait till they... And they... also because you send them pictures of you having sex with other men. And yeah. it's kind of... <laughs> Before you guys go on your first date, it can kind of ruin it. It's like, can you that. measure up to this? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God, I don't even have any pictures of that. Who cord themselves? Are you a psycho? I had a guy I dated, um, the one that this podcast is named after, who uh, he grabbed his phone and I was like, nope, nope. And he's like, it'll just be a POV. Like, I was like, put your phone down, dude. What do you do? Wow. Not happening. That's insane. That, yes. Obviously, you're smart, but that's yeah. that's crazy to me. Um, anyways, okay, so I went on a date with this guy, and you'll have to listen to the Patreon to get the backstory of how I ended up on the date, but he was six foot eight, which is the most important part of the story. As it is with anything. He uh asked me if I he drove an hour and a half each way to see me, which I I realize now because I'm such an anxious person, like the pressure that comes with that, you can't just have like a drink or you know, which you'll hear I did. Um, you 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 have to give them a fair amount of time. They spent three hours round trip driving to you. What's, you know? what's a fair, what did you decide is a fair amount well, of time? This was not fair, but it was <laughs> not fair for me. I felt like, um, well, this is what happened. He asked me to meet him for coffee ahead of the date at 1230. And then we were going to the Denver art museum. And when we met for coffee, first of all, I don't drink coffee, but I just, to be polite, I got some tea. I maintain tea is just dirt water. I don't know what the point of tea is. It doesn't taste like anything. I don't know what tea is for. Tea is to set the mood. I mean, I... I guess I, it's I like was you're like, chilling out. I had to pee. I mean, it was too much, too much to drink. And it's an instant diuretic. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I have tea and we start talking and I kind of, so one of the problems is that I knew he had two kids, but for me, if you're hot and six, eight, like, I don't, you could have 10 kids. I mean, I just, at this point, like, I don't really care. Like I'm, I'm not going to have to meet them for a really long time. You know, what kind of deadbeat parent lets somebody meet them before like a year. Right. I got, I could run the clock down on this. So anyways, I go to I go to the state and um, I just kind of realized when he arrived on the date that um, he wasn't he was devoid of all swagger. OK, that's a good way to say it. Oh, and I just was thing. like, how could you be six, eight and have no swagger? Like it was so odd. It was like I was talking to the biggest loser in the back of my Hebrew school class. <laughs> <laughs> and yet here's this good looking six foot eight guy, but he just couldn't, I don't, for whatever reason, I was reading like a zero swagger. Officer. Now, are you turned off? Or are you saying I can mold him? I was trying to figure out what I could do. And then, um, you know, he's, I said, well, I thought he said something about wine and I said, oh, thank God. I thought you didn't drink. You asked me to meet you for coffee. But then I thought maybe it's because it's the middle of the day and you don't drink in the middle of the day on a Sunday, which is also weird. <laughs> okay it's also unacceptable however um i you know he said no i i'm actually doing a cleanse so i'm not drinking for a little while i was like oh what cleanse is this the master cleanse you know i've done all the cleanses and he's like well i don't know if it's it, so i'm doing a food elimination he goes so 
um, I've been doing it for three months and I'm like, that's not a cleanse. That's a yeah. fucking lifestyle change. And then he's telling me about the elimination. And he's, he's eliminated all dairy. He's eliminated all, all alcohol. He's eliminated all caffeine. And I was like, you eliminated all the fun I could possibly. This I mean, is how you cleanse your body I, for some kind of weird cult. So here's the thing. My ex that I talk about all the time, he was, his body was his profession. And so he weighed his food and he, but he also was on the cover of men's health five times. Like he's very hot. This guy didn't have a body like that. He just had an average dad bod. And I just feel like if you're going to do all that stuff, if you're going to go the extra mile, then I, you better have. Right. This better be something to write home about. Yeah, if you're gonna ruin your life, yeah, you should be ripped. Yeah, and let's not forget, my ex was still had an opioid addiction. You know, he wasn't yeah. cutting everything out, but he was ripped. But he only ate <laughs> X amount of uh, protein a day. Um. So, anyways, we now go to the museum. Now, I want to I want to set this up. I went myself to a gallery opening on Friday night. I love art. I have a lot of art in my house. I really Why wouldn't prefer you call me. We, I would have gone to the gallery thing. Yeah, I will. They're they're doing them. Um, they do them a lot. They're they're just ramping up. Yeah. Oh, I really want to start going to, to art uh, galleries. I will 100% take you to this gallery because okay. I'm like, friends with the owner. It's really oh wow. Great. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, so I I like going to see art. One of the things I really like doing is buying art. So I don't really like going where I can't buy the art. So like a museum, I'll go because like for example, um, like I went to see the Banksy work, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's I can't buy that, but I wanted to see it, right? So I did that. Anyways, uh, this in this case, this is Monet and Renoir and you know ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, you know, you know the artists. I mean, for someone like me who doesn't really, I I don't like um what the fuck is that called? Uh, impressionist like that 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 art is trash to me. That's like I don't, I don't care for Picasso. I don't like any of that stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyways, we go to the museum and the museum is two towers. Both of them are like four or five floors each. Each floor is expansive. And he went in with the intent of seeing and reading every single Shut Al. Al, every painting had a paragraph under it. Where was it painted? What was the mood? Like, and when did I, you realize, oh, oh he's God. gonna like read all this? We were halfway through the first floor on one tower, and it was an hour in, and oh I was God. like. Hey, so we need to like pick up the pace. And he's like, well, I, you know, I really don't want to miss over here because I lived in Italy for a little while and these are all Italian impressionists. And I start like, just, I just start doing the, the time. I, math. I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to get out of here before dark. I mean, this is, this is so bad. And I really, I want to just go to the stuff I care about. Right. Like there was, there was some exhibits that were much more recent. There was an exhibit coming out of Africa, actually from Gabon, where I did my season of survivor. And like, there's things I wanted to see and I didn't think we'd get to any of that because like, how would we? This is taking yeah. forever. And then there's a game for children that's like there's clues and it's like there's a dog hidden in one of the paintings and he's reading the clues and he's scanning the QR, QR code. And I was like, oh, no. Hey, man. I can't. And like I start to become when I when I get to a level of like I want I want this to be over. Like my back started hurting. Like I just become like, I can't stand anymore. My shoes hurt. Like I'm cold. I'm miserable. Where's the code check? Like, and so we're going through it and he's, he's asking me like questions like, uh, Oh, you know, have you been to Italy? And I was like, yes, I was in Sardinia last year. Next painting. Like I can't, I'm like, I don't want to answer anything because I don't want to make it longer than Long it already yeah. is. Finally, I convince him hour five. Shut up. Hour Shut five. Up. Yes. You got there at what time? 1230. I am, I, you know what? I want to go on the record and say, 
I started the story saying I liked art. I think there's been a misunderstanding. Oh. I don't like it enough to spend that kind of time. Oh man. I this man not only wait, I'm sorry, he also because he has children, he was doing this. We would get in front of it's each one has a little paragraph, right? It doesn't matter if you're gonna see three paintings side by side by the same artist. The paragraph will tell you what he was feeling in each one, and you know, and so he would read it out loud. Oh. So he did like he was reading a story to his children. <laughs> and I just wanted to be like, I'm fucking standing against you. I can read it myself. He's just reading and it's disturbing other people. He's just, he's reading like I am disabled. And he's taking me through. I just was like, I can't get out of here. Oh Please let me get out of here. And so to try and hurry things along, at one point there was still more left. He kept crossing the bridge to go to the other building and then back to this building because we should see them in an order. And oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And then he goes, "Okay, now it's up to you if you want to do this or not. It's an additional five dollars each, but there's an an exhibit that's a special exhibit." And I was like, "Let me stop you right there. Yeah, I don't give a shit what's behind that wall. I'm not. It was like some all star exhibit. I was like, we're good. There's plenty here." So to try it, I could see the gift shop while we were on one of the floors, like like the, you know, like it was downstairs and I could see it. And yeah. I go, oh, you know, I really, I have to get a present for my friend's birthday. I'd love to go to the gift shop just to kind of round it yeah. out. Now we get to the gift shop. He's opening every book and he's picking up everything. And this day just wouldn't end. And finally we get outside and I'm like, I'm parked over here. Bye. And then to my absolute amazement, hey, he must not have liked me either because there was no further contact. I don't even have to ghost him. There's just oh, so you get that you had that weird experience where you guys spent six straight hours together and then never again. And I knew within the first thirty minutes I was not gonna, this wasn't going anywhere. But I endured. Yeah. Who do you think his ideal partner? Just do you think he needs an an equal art nerd chick or just a chick that no matter what he points out, she thinks he's the smartest guy in the world? Um. Hmm. He didn't, he, he asked me lots of questions. The problem is I was being such a bitch because I was so like unhappy to be there. Like he said to me, I told him I have a, you know, a self-portrait at some point when we were texting before the date. So he's like, I'd love to see your self-portrait. So I show it to him. I go, it's kind of Andy Warhol ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, Oh, well, is that a picture of you in a dress? Like he was, which no one's ever, at, most people are like, is that Courtney Cox? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I don't know why everyone says that when they walk into my house. Um, Anyways, uh, I am wearing a dress in the photo and the photo has significance to me, but I, he asked me about the photo, which no one ever does. And I said, oh, um, I was walking a red carpet. It was my first ever red carpet. My best friend was my publicist. She was cheering me from the other side of the carpet and then she tragically died. So the picture reminds me that she's always there cheering me on. Oh, and great. he's like, red carpet? Why are you on a red carpet? And I was like, no answer like i i didn't tell him i didn't get i was like i don't want to do the thing where i'm like and then he asked me he goes i do a lot of creative things in my spare time and he goes and i coach all of my kids games what do you like to do you know he's trying to get to know me yeah and i was like i podcast and he's like oh what's your podcast about and i was like whack I'm, dates yeah you yeah <laughs> it's gonna be about you <laughs> so do you have so, a title you want to yeah, give me or <laughs> yeah. i'll do it do you want to come up with your nickname or should I? Oh. Um, yeah. So it was a horrendous date. And it seems like it was a bad date with a guy that wasn't a bad person. No, he was. You know, I could see lots of, of women being really like into it. It's just I 
I am deranged. I am going to die alone. I, I can't take a nice guy who planned a nice date and just be happy. I was just annoyed. What I was you, so annoyed. What and do then, you like, think it is where it's just so hard to find one? Per because you, I wouldn't say that you you have specific needs, but you're not like if he doesn't have a private jet, I'm not on board. Some people really do have those tastes. You, I it, used to. What I lowered the bar. There you go. And it's still. Yeah. Do you I think there's can't. just a lack of people. Yeah. I mean, his height alone should have been enough, but it just wasn't. And it's so rare that I say that. Yeah, it just wasn't. I, I, I'll tell you this as somebody that obviously I'm with Sar now, but when I was looking after I got my stuff stolen, and I I had met a few people, one person, but I was really wrapping my head around the fact that this is probably not going to happen. I don't know yeah. what you well, know. You were not single that long. I've been single a really long time. Yeah, but it's just like I, I I realized that, and I think this definitely relates to you. I have a very specific personality and i think both you and i are attractive to most people initially because we're outgoing we're kind of fun we turn the attention towards us and like whatever's going to happen we'll be involved in it and we'll have something funny to say and a funny anecdote but i think long term we wear on people because we're not going to bend to like Okay, now I kind of need you to go to the PTA meeting with me. Yeah. And you're like, I told you. Yeah. I'm not I'm not that. I'm not that. Yeah. But and I think a lot of people will date you and they're like, she'll go. She just needs to like once she gets to know the kids. Yeah. And it's like it's just like we're almost like a like a key that only fits one lock. Mm -hmm. But everybody's like, Oh, it, I love that key, but it's like it's not gonna eventually you're not gonna like sarcastic Al. You'll get why can't you be serious? Because I'm never serious. Yeah. At a yeah. funeral, I'm like. My friends are cracking jokes. I'm cracking. That's how I deal with tragedy mm -hmm. and good shit. Mm -hmm. So I don't think a lot of people like us long term. <laughs> I, you know what? I am here to tell you that is 100% true. But Everyone has dumped me. And yeah, I don't. I mean, my longest relationship was three years, but he was married the whole time. So I don't even know if you can count that. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I it, a lot of evidence would suggest that people can't stand me. <laughs> it's not that they can't stand you. I think that. Uh, and, and I'm going to sound like an up and coming rapper when I say this, but like we present, I think, a reality that is difficult long term because we all have to submit to a certain amount of bullshit to be part of the society. Mm -hmm. we have to, oh, it's so good to see you. Oh, how's your mom? And that's fine. That's how we've decided to socialize. But there is a point where like you have to tuck your tail and take it. Yeah. And every opportunity that's been presented to you to do that. Because all you got to do, Corinne, is tuck your tail and take it, and you can have you can have the suburban cul-de-sac nope. life. And you're already you're already saying no because you're wired. That I can't. There's no way. I was like, I'll just be by myself because yeah. I can't spend a whole life of just going to places I don't want to be, being red art plaques I don't want to. I can't. I'd rather be alone. And I think that's a. It, it's not a guarantee, but it's like it's a decision, like anything else. And we need to understand, mm -hmm. like. We're not going to tuck our tail. And because of that, it's going to be harder. Yeah. 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 Well, I, that takes us yes. to our first I wanted to start email. playing the song. We're not going to take it. Yeah, I know, it. right? Um, we're, I have a, a couple of more things I'm going to get to on the next episode because I have a birthday party this weekend for The Witch. Ooh. Yes. And it's also my birthday. And for my birthday, I'm asking her to cast a spell. So we will get into that next episode. Um, I'm going to save some of the preamble to that. So let's Ooh. get into an email from one of our listeners. If you want to write into us, you can reach us at my safe word is more advice at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can tell us stories or you can ask for advice. 
or you can give us advice. I'm actually soliciting advice from you. Tell me how to get a man. Oh, okay. By all well, means. Well, I'm going to tell you the title of this email because it's kind of great. Uh, I think I read a book like this recently. It's called We've Kind of Already Fucked Before. All right. It was very, I think it was a guy from Reading Rainbow. Uh, <laughs> LeVar Burton? Yes. Shout out. Uh, it says, greetings, safe word. First, many, many, many congratulations on 50 plus episodes oh. and bringing incredible stories to us swimmers. Forever grateful for both of you. Hey, feeling is mutual. Straight up, though. It is a lot of work to do this. It's fun. So we though. like that you appreciate it. Yes. Way to remind him that he's a burden. No. Uh, uh, so true. here's my question. I recently matched with a gentleman on Tinder who, well, I slept with about a month ago. Ah. That night, we chatted on Grindr uh, at 5 a.m. I stumbled over to his place and we did the deed while his large husky just stared and yeah. watched. Uh, now we've matched on Tinder and he doesn't recognize me. Totally fine. We've had this discussion. You can't expect one night flings or connections yeah. from years past. Sounds like an adult. It's a franny yeah. yeah. Uh, to be a to be able to remember you exactly. So I'm not offended at all. However, he is now wanting to hang out, and I'm sure we will end up back in a familiar and comfortable setting. Oh, you think his dog's going to remember you? <laughs> his dog instantly, like, yeah. just that does that yeah. pointer stance. <laughs> uh, so do I, do I tell him that I've already fucked him, or do I just play stupid and act like we've never met? He's great in bed. I have no interest in anything further. Oh. And I think setting such high expectations of memory is a lot to ask of the homos specifically. I, it's his words, not mine. <laughs> um, what would you do? Also, P.S., uh, she may not like this, but a shout out to my girl, Corinne. She puts on a front like she's not a kind and caring individual. But when I was in Denver, she went out of her way to give me suggestions on places to eat things to do and even the best oh. hiking in the area. Uh, we call that the white people trifecta. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome, girl. Wait, uh, who, who is that? Uh, this is uh, uh, Cameron. Oh, of yes, course, absolutely. Cameron. Yeah. Um, and let me finish this. It's really sweet. Oh. Uh, and even the best hiking um, in the area, all while juggling important work meetings and lunches. She was so helpful and she just reinstated my love for her and how incredible she truly is. I feel the same. Shout out. Thanks for all that you do. Uh, there's uh, Here's to many more accomplishments in 2024. Also, when is the swim meet? I'm ready to get together yeah. with all these wonderful people. Uh, cheers to say for it. What oh, I love that idea of a swim meet. Email. We got to get that going. That's a great name. We didn't think of swim I, we meet. We did not think okay. of it. That's Cameron's Cameron. Cameron's that. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So great name. <laughs> I'm wondering, well, I'll give, throw it to you, Al. So in your, in your case, would you tell the girl... Hey, we've done this before. Uh, no, because no one myself. You, I don't know where you are, but I can. I'll only speak for myself. There is a lot of hazy memories, yo. There's like, uh, there's a good, yeah, eight years yeah. that are just like Blurry. sometimes when I'll look at a photo and it'll be a country. I'm like, I've been to Switzerland. <laughs> like, I swear Damn. to okay, God. Okay, so you don't, so you just don't, don't think it would happen for I don't, you. I don't, um, I don't know. I wouldn't so risk it that I would be right or wrong. I wouldn't risk it. I, um, as the person that's been told that I have forgotten the person, mm. um, I didn't really like being told. It made me uncomfortable and it made me feel, you know, like I was, 
<laughs> the mayor of whore town. Yeah, exactly. I didn't like it. So it kind of affected their ability to get with me the second time mm. because they entered that way. So what I would suggest to you is I would go over there, bring bacon bits for the dog, uh, <laughs> fuck this guy. And then afterwards have a good laugh about how you thought it was fun role playing like you had never met. Oh, yeah. I dig that. Yeah, because that way it's just you've already you, it doesn't matter if you make it awkward. You're leaving anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm sure, you know, and I, I will say this because uh, we've uh, had good luck with uh, our swimmers uh, responding back. But I would like to ask Cameron why is he, why he's so sure that this won't result in anything. It sounds like he just doesn't want anything from it. Oh, yeah. No, maybe, which is, maybe because it's him and he's like, yeah, I don't want he's that. Why. He likes being single. Oh, um, I like oh. that. That was so sweet of you, Cameron. All right. I'm going to need to hear some final thoughts from Christian. I'm and if you need have, to hear that as well. I've, if you have any, I mean, Christian's been married forever, but he somehow yeah. has like his finger on the pulse as like a producer and like someone who, what would you say? You know you what? Think? I was thinking about my final thought. I wasn't even listening to you, to be oh, honest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Kind of writing something down there. And... He takes notes during this. He's yeah, very... I take some notes and I, I I had a hard time getting past the museum story. That was agony. Yeah. My back hurt yeah. listening to the story. Mm -hmm. I, I I was cringing. Mm -hmm. It hurt everything about it. There was no... I wanted to yell and run. There was no alcohol served in this whole fucking museum. You believe it? No one would have enjoyed that. No. No <laughs> one. You. Not one human. Do you Thank think you. that dude li will listen to this pod? No. Oh. Well, if he does. Because that'd be harsh. I know. But there was a lot of deep childhood confessions and trauma on the show today yeah i mean wow that it was heavy I, it's my mom she really bummed me out yesterday by telling me she was gonna threatening to send me dvds that she's made of me i i, I kind of want to talk to little kareen gloria yeah. whatever the fuck your name is <laughs> you may not you may not be as famous as you wanted mm -hmm. you you might not be a trophy wife but you have had more incredible amazing fucked up adventures than anyone i know by oh. far Thank you. This podcast exists because of that. People love hearing about your enviable, crazy ass life. I, I think little Kareen would be proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Big Kareen is totally honest. She's true to herself. She's hilarious. She always steps up and doesn't run from fucking anything. Mm. She is great. Thank you. Well, you, you ought to uh, save that for my eulogy. What a fucking great, <laughs> yeah. great final function. It was great. It's really true. I'm not going to say anything on top of that. That was fucking beautiful, Chris. I just I hope you listen to this podcast because I know you will. And I just want you to listen to what we're saying and see that we're like not making any jokes. Like there's a reason we're all sitting in this room is because of you, fuck face. You're great. <laughs> so knock it off. Uh -huh. We love you. Thank and with you. that said, download a bunch of podcasts that are about life. I mean, who cares? This ain't a podcast about life. It's a podcast about going by Gloria. 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 I think they got your number. Gloria. I love that song. We love y'all. Yo, yo, yo.